Hey everybody, I'm Micah Rich. And I'm Olivia Kane. And welcome to the Weekly Typographic. A podcast where we discuss our favorite type and design news from the week. Hi, Olivia. Hello, Micah. Olivia's feeling a little under the weather, so I'm bringing some extra energy to the last episode of the year. Which is W-I-L-D. I feel like we just started this year. I feel like I was we just did. Doing I feel like we just started three years ago. Yeah. Oh my God. I know. It's going to be three years in 2023. What? Remember how season two lasted like, a, I don't know, two years? A thousand years? Yeah. <laughs> season one only was like three months, but you know, we got to keep people on their toes. <laughs> right, right. Can't be predictable. I love it. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, Micah, we got some fun stuff today. I just like feel like all of our links pretty enjoyable either nothing like too heady or nothing too academic just like fun just good because i'm sure everybody's kind of like checked out by now yeah whatever holiday you celebrate it's either winter or very hot or you know you've been working too hard all year long there's some reason to be checking out right about now and uh, there's no reason to be thinking that hard this is a smooth brained roundup of links (laughs) for everyone Which the theme is free and useful resources and fonts that, that we have found that we wanted to remember with great nostalgia and love of yeah. cool stuff that we've found. Yeah. We'll go through some highlights from this year. Some stuff we have, some stuff we haven't talked about. So definitely some might be some new finds. We want to keep it a little bit fresh. But yeah, we got a good roundup. So Micah, our first link of the week was a favorite from... Steph, who's worked yep. so hard, so hard this year to bring so many great new links and articles and tools to our league audience. And the first link comes, it's an article from Fast Company, but it's highlighting touch type, which is this tool from Schultz Schultz, a German design studio. And you should go to the touch type website on your phone because yes, this article explains what the tool is, but you can just try out the tool on your own. And that's at schultzschultz.com <laughs> backslash touch type. I want to make sure I got the URL in there too. Fair. When we were talking about this, Olivia and I both remembered this awesome, weird tool and we're both like, wait, can you actually use this? Oh my gosh, I forgot. And you can. Yeah, so. it's pretty epic. It's a letter form manipulator tool that you can use on a touch screen. And depending on how many fingers you place on the screen, it will manipulate the letter form in a different way. You know, two fingers manipulate scale and rotation. Three fingers can change which letter in the alphabet you're focusing on. And four fingers can manipulate the proportions of different parts of the letter. So if it's an S, whether that top part feels really open or the bottom part's very open, the top part's very closed. And then five finger changes the thickness and the weight of it. It's a pretty insane tool to just like play around with just to open your mind different possibilities. You're saying this as you're playing with it and like it's hard to like move your fingers in that way. It's it's certainly easier on an iPad, but no matter what, I'm not used to using like five fingers to manipulate with digital anything. Yeah. Like it's, you know, either a device or like a couple fingers. So having to remember where all five fingers are and how they're moving is a little bit difficult, but very cool. It feels very futuristic, like a minority report. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if 
there was a classroom, like a type design classroom, and there was a big touch screen and people were just like going up and designing different letters of an alphabet. Students oh, contributing cool. that. That's right? a neat idea. Or like using it to teach about certain proportions in the alphabet or weights or letter form design or just use for some like really fun, expressive poster designs. Yeah. Could really see this. Like I don't know how pragmatic it is for the time being in its current iteration, but I think it also shows just completely different ways we could be thinking about typographic design tools. Which also, this reminded me of, I think it was last week, I have no idea, time is confusing, but at some point we were talking about something like this and I was like, oh, there was this startup and I couldn't remember the name of it. I love them. They're from France. I forget. They died. Well, they, they, sorry, they <laughs> the company went down under i don't know how to say it they sunset the product perfect (laughs) nobody died everybody's alive but (laughs) i i couldn't remember what it was and it was the phrase that they used was parametric typeface design yeah and it was way ahead of its time and i remember what it is it was prototypo which still exists and i think you can still use it you can't pay them to use it anymore but i think you might still be able to log in. I'm unsure, but you can at least like look at the source code. They open sourced it somewhere. And it was and it was a crazy idea of like, hey, at this point, do we need to make every font entirely from scratch? Mm-hmm. Do you have to depend on drawing or can we just like move some sliders around and change yep. things? Yeah. And I thought that yep. was such a revolutionary idea that I feel like did not get enough credit. And this is like adding minority report on top of that idea, which is just cool just cool oh my gosh i feel like i only know about minority report through the lens of you mentioning it this mentioning it (laughs) on our podcast wait you've never seen minority report no i've seen oh my i've seen i've seen it in the background i think one time my brother-in-law was watching it while i was doing a puzzle in the next room i know arnold schwarzenegger's in it like 2000 what no you're thinking of total recall Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Which they did remake, and it looked visually very similar to Minority Report when they remade it with Colin, what's his name? That Irish actor. I really like Colin Farrell. I love Colin Farrell. Yeah. That was, you're thinking of Total Recall. That's, that was that. Minority Report, (laughs) totally different. Tom Cruise, he would never let anybody take his spot. He's number one. Okay. Okay. List of. That's funny. Wait, so you don't know it at all? <laughs> You're like, I, I thought I know it. No, I don't. No, I feel like I've heard it. I mean, I should now that I feel like I've this, I know it through pop culture references, but you also bring it up. I know there's like sci fi involved. Yes, it is very sci fi. Okay. And I, don't, I mean, we don't have to like go all in on talking is this, about is this Minority, a minority report, report, Nerd Alert episode. Is this been a Minority <laughs> we Report episode? Changing the whole along. theme of the podcast. Just, uh, just cosplaying uh, something else. It's all Minority Report from here on out. But I mean, I I really liked Minority Report when it came out because there were a bunch of articles on the UX and the UI of the crazy interface that they had designed. And people were like trying to, it was like before phones had cameras and cameras were normal and you could like interact with cameras. So Minority Report, that was fun. What's our next link? Our next link is calligrapher.ai, which we shared recently because we were talking about some of the cutting edge tech of the type world. This is an open source tool and it allows you to enter text in a text box on the website. Then you can adjust sliders. Speed is how fast the handwriting is. Legibility is how legible the handwriting is. Stroke width is the thickness. 
and you can just press the button right and it gives you custom vector handwritten text. I love that it looks authentically handwritten. It's not like giving you repeat letters. And there's about nine styles you can choose from. So you can vary the style of handwriting by clicking on the style input and, again, pressing the word right. And top left is your download button. I think something that we talked about a little bit before this is like, you know, is this actually helpful? Is this just like a cool, fun internet thing? But I remember... After finishing a project, I was really bummed I didn't know about this tool before because it was a prototyping phase of the pro- of a project. It was a brand identity, and the brand identity was for a campaign to basically get people to support some small businesses in the local area, and we wanted the hand we wanted one of the graphic elements to the campaign to be handwriting. We eventually wanted the handwriting to actually come from people in the community. But since this was a pitching phase, we're just downloaded a handful of handwriting fonts and several of them were like not the best fonts, had a lot of repeat letters. It just like took a really long time to like gather a bunch of handwriting fonts and use them knowing that they weren't actually going to be used in the final thing. This was just for prototyping. Mm. Instead of having to like search for a bunch of different handwriting fonts that look like authentic handwriting and also had just like variations in styles, but still look like penmanship, I feel like I could have went to this website and did a few of the phrases I wanted in different styles um, and adjusted the sliders in different ways to make it feel like different people were writing it and then download the SVGs. And that could have been really helpful for that project. So like that was one instance. But I I do feel like in general, even if you're trying to sell in a handwritten font and you need something as a quick placeholder, like this can't – this is not a font itself. Like you're not going to be able to download font files from this website. But like if you just needed a quick prototyping, like this is a style that we could go with or this is another handwriting style. I feel like this is a kind of a good way to sell some stuff in. That is interesting. Like that's kind of an environment that I am not in often. Yeah. Of usually I feel like when I'm when I'm trying to sell something, they're looking at that thing and being like, is this final even if it's a prototype, you know? Yeah. So I think that's a fair point if you if you have that opportunity. I also think I remember we talked a little bit when we first brought this up about like how it works and what it is. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that like technology is somewhat revolutionary in the same way that we've talked Mm -hmm. about how AI has gotten smart about generating images and now generating content. And very recently, we haven't talked about this, but I'm sure everybody's heard in the news about chat GPT. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, really? Oh, I forget. Sometimes I'm like in the techie techie. Yeah. What is it? Enlighten us. Uh, Open AI who did Dolly and GPT three, which we yeah. have talked about, which are like the AI models that are good at human languages, well, languages in general, mm-hmm. they came out with like a free public preview technology preview GPT that has been optimized for a conversation. And so the interface mm-hmm. is like a chat. And so a it's it's interesting because it's access to GPT that not everybody has had before. So a lot of like general public is now like, oh my gosh, I can ask it to make me a meal plan and it comes up with this super detailed educated meal plan. Or like, I can ask it Mm -hmm. to code me a script and it'll just code a script where the Mm -hmm. AI behind it is not brand new, but the interface with it is new and the way it like can keep a conversation thread. Okay, 
Okay, this is look. This is sounding familiar. Which yeah, I don't I don't, don't want to go too far into this, but I feel yeah. like the fact that here's an example of somebody applying neural networks to Ooh. handwriting is maybe not going to make a huge splash by itself, but does kind of open up a pathway into you know how can AI help type design. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this and the link before too are like two tools that you know, are are some seeds that are being planted right now yeah. in like the tech Helps. and type world. Which Remember like, when we said we weren't going to be heady and here we are being all heady? Oh, Ugh, we're too smart. What I are we going to do? I know. We got to, you got to crank the fun level up. We got <laughs> to get goofy. Oh, well, I mean, our next oh. link will crank up the goofy <laughs> no, no, level. This is highbrow. The next one is highbrow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bring, yeah. You intro it, Micah. <laughs> this please. is... This is one of my favorite free fonts that we have shared this year. I don't remember if this was like a members only font or if it was for everybody, but Alexander Pravdin, hopefully how you pronounce it, probably very Americanized, made this perb, elegant, beautiful typeface that I personally love non-sarcastically called Comic Helvetic, which is inspired by both Comic Sans and Helvetica. And it's like a very readable Comic Sans. Yeah, yeah. And I say there's nothing wrong with that. This, I feel like, like we've talked about this a dozen times, this I Comic mean, Sans. You know. I love this sort of stuff. And when you say like a very readable Comic Sans, it's what is it doing? It's mixing. Is it like taking the proportions of Helvetica and applying the line look of Comic Sans? I would say that's it exactly, my friend. Okay. Okay. Yay. It's a very readable, hilarious font, first of all. It's incredibly enjoyable. The illustrations that go along with it are perfection. You have this dog with eyes looking in different direction. That's like part of the illustration set, which I'm obsessed with. I I really, really love it in theory. Like I, I like it. Like obviously, will I use it? I'm not sure. But I like this idea of applying one signature iconic effect to to another signature already existing graphic asset, which is like what they did here. And I think especially because they exist on two ends of the spectrum, one being super mm. corporate, cold, polished, refined, and one being like the goofiest little goober that you can <laughs> think of. Like if like if this was candy, like one is a chocolate truffle and like one's a jelly bean. And like <laughs> yeah. they made a baby. Wow. I also like I, I feel like I've always enjoyed this idea. I remember when I was when I one of the summers between college, I think it was I don't know if we've talked about this, between junior and senior year, I got really into felting. And that was like basically taking wool and like stabbing it a bunch to make shape with it. And I started a Helvetica alphabet made from felt because I wanted to see how Helvetica would feel if it like used a material that was like so soft and warm and organic and fuzzy. Mm, I do with... kind of remember this from like your portfolio or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I felt it um, Cooper Black before, which like makes a little more sense. I feel like those are similar worlds, but Felt and Helvetica felt like they had this really funny tension. I never finished it, but I was entertaining myself with this while I was waiting for classes to start. And I think that this is a really similar idea. It's like, how? what are all the ways we can take things that already exists in our brain without without thinking twice. Helvetica is a thing where you can not think twice and know what it is. But like, how can we alter it to like make a more interesting world? Mm. I think comic Helvet Helvetic is us uh, is 
is planting that seed. I love it. All of these are planting it. seeds. This one that is too. That got, too got a little bit heady. Got a little bit okay. heady there. And I like it. And it's fun. <laughs> it's beautiful. Little known fact about this that I only just discovered as we were talking. You could you could download the font on Dufont, which, you know, n- nobody's a huge fan of Dufont. Sorry, Dufont. But the note on Dufont is then a link to an Instagram where the handle is hover underscore advice. And it is just diagrams of these drawings of like this dog with this font saying things like woof 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 i mean i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that it's spelled wrong for how i think woof is spelled w-o-f isn't a waf file something that's two f's so it's neither here nor there no i don't know it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter it's it's like a dog playing with the computer, you know? And it is every single post. And then I There's went back so to the posts. font and I realized yeah. I just skipped over it, but it was it was like a font inspired by this dog drawing. Wow. Comic Helvetic was That's... created for a cartoon dog named Hover or Hover? I don't know. I assume Hover cuz it's I don't know, but it's beautiful. Like this is the entire Instagram account and it brings me a lot of joy. Oh, it brings me a lot of joy, too. This is phenomenal. Wow. Wow. Look at that. I need to, like, write a script to send one of these images to somebody every single day. I feel like, Mike, I know you're a big stickers person. I feel like if there was a sticker <laughs> pack with this dog, oh, my gosh. Wait, by stickers, I was about to be like, no, I'm not. But you mean digital stickers. Of digital stickers. You cannot deny the sticker life that you yeah. live. <laughs> I just forgot that they were called stickers, to be honest. Like, it makes sense conceptually, but it's so weird. Yeah, but no, yeah. I feel you. Oh, All right, such a good find. Okay, I'm so one. glad you dug that up. I'm so glad you did. The next one you also dug up, which is from our favorite batshit crazy website, Velveteen, whose website will never not give you heart palpitations. I love it. <laughs> and I mean, we also we do actually like very much love them for being another open source boundary out in the world over in France. But their release picnic is just wacky, wild oogly googly little font i don't even know how to describe it It, it's yeah you you wanted to bring this one up today well not because i personally could see myself using it but it's just so wild and crazy it's like i feel like it's like a visual representation of how christopher walken talks oh my Uh, god that is wait that is so good (laughs) i'm just gonna sit with that thought like that is one of the best font comparisons you've made on here before. <laughs> Great. It says that the shapes here are inspired by the trajectory of a drop of water on an oil cloth, the shadows of the tree leaves on the fabric lying in the grass, the precise path that the ant takes to the watermelon. They attempt to translate the sensory experience of a picnic among friends. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. These these it's- people are it's pretty nuts. There's no straight lines whatsoever. Basically, the con- the lines are constantly undulating around the outlines of the letter forms. I actually like love some- that. It's insane, but I love it. Yeah, it's wild. I I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is what like Comic Sans wish wishes it could be. <laughs> Comic basically. Sans is crazy cousin. I know. Yeah, no, like the letter forms themselves are actually like really easy to decipher. Even with like a lot of these crazy, I wouldn't say this is a super readable 
font. This is like more legible than I expect. I do think there's some really weird ligatures that I haven't quite understood. They show up as you kind of look through this specimen and they explain it in the description saying that inhabits a cloud of contextual ligatures and inclusive ligatures substituting for the midpoint automatically. And these are mainly designed for French. So I think, you know, those ligatures between O-E-U that we don't really have in English, I know that is, there's some really crazy ligatures there. I think there's a ligature maybe between L-E or I-E. I think it's L-E where like the the L-L-E, the middle L hops up. I mean, they're pretty nuts, but I don't think we'll be able to enjoy them with like just the way our language works this lack of multi-vowel combinations. Fair, fair. I also, I didn't realize, like obviously we've shared this before and I've seen it and forgot about it, but I didn't realize it's, oh gosh, you're going to love this. It It is a co-release with another foundry, oh. a student-led foundry called No Foundry, which oh, by itself it is also absurd. And their website is bonkers. So difficult to understand what's going on, but also, you know, credit for being abnormal and then i was just trying to scroll around their like their main website is a map with yep i don't know coordinates to nothing i don't know and i accidentally somehow found a reference to minority report in another font that they made called minority wow that's the theme i think i need to start i think i need to watch minority report before next year that's what this i have a feeling it's gonna seem dated at this point i mean you should i agree you should just have seen it already so you make it seem like it's canon with the amount of times you bring it up (laughs) it's really not it's just it's like a very very predictable normal blockbuster like tom cruise movie cop on the run trying to do the right thing and the twist is just that it's like sci-fi where i mean the the log line was like police prevent crimes by having basically psychics that know you're about to commit a crime and they arrest you before you commit it. Mm. I mean, I could definitely get into this. I could this I could see this being viewing during that between Christmas and New Year's. All right, week. you're gonna have to report back. That's all. That's I will do a minority report know. report. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Our last but certainly not least link was a link that we shared over the summer. So we didn't actually get a chance to talk about it, but it seems just just wildly helpful. And it is a list of type design resources from Justin Penner. I think this might have gotten sent in to us by one of our friends at the league. Uh, my, my memory's foggy, but Justin definitely presented at Type Weekend because I really enjoyed his talk on typography for video games. So we know he's just like an intelligent, tapped in dude. And there's just so many different types of resources. So there's guides to learning type design, including ones from, you know, Oh No Type School, Glyph tutorials, also different like programs you can look into if you're interested in going to an actual program, really nice roundup of software, different conferences, community, and a lovely podcast section where I have to admit we are featured, which is nice. Oh, I just saw that. There we are. That's so nice. Yeah. And in addition, resources on different character designs for writing systems outside of Latin. So Cyrillic, Hebrew, Canadian syllabics seems to be something that can be a growing list. And I literally just all that is only halfway through this web page. There is so much on here. I I really got to keep this bookmarked. So I'm really excited to just dive into all these tools. Indeed, indeed. Some of them get like real detailed, like 
there's a whole section with one article about hinting, how to hint variable fonts. And I was like, Ooh, interesting. That's a tough topic. And yeah. it is a very detailed, technical, very educational article from the looks of it that, you know, some of these are like really beginner friendly. Some of these are like really advanced. There's a, there's an awesome variety. Yeah, right. It's it's really nice to see. And also on things that are less obvious. So they have links to foundries with unusual licensing schemes is how he labels that section or, you know, even e-commerce platforms. So from like start of a typeface to the end of it, I think this can can provide valuable, valuable bookmark. Indeed. I can't wait to have us on this on these lists even more. Like I just found a licensing section. And oh, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's where you're talking about the unusual licensing schemes. And then I was like, oh, man, we have that book, the font licensing yeah, that book. book. We got next year. We got a lot I know. to do. I know. 2023. Exciting year. All right. That's what that's we it. got. We did it. We did, we did it. it. We did we the did year. The thing. Yeah. 2022. Came and went in a blink of an eye. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. It sure did, my friend. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, we already recapped the year, so we did that episode already, but wow, so many things to- I think, I think maybe this being our last episode is a good moment to send a very heartfelt thank you to all of our peeps. We got Steph, who we talk to 100% of the time and has helped with so many things this year, just like such a crucial element of our little, of our little team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Steph, we we love Steph and Steph's sense of humor. Um, yeah, she brings a lot to the newsletter. She cranks out the newsletter every week. She is imperative to just like this like podcast existing. Yeah, like ideas that she throws out there. All the, I just feel like Steph is like a part of the league. Yeah. And then she is. <laughs> a, oh, well, no, I just mean feelings. I'm just saying oh, like yeah, emotions. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm, yes, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I know. just a man sharing emotions. It's okay. It's a smooth world. brain episode. <laughs> uh, we also have to thank Diego, who has edited like 99% of our podcast this entire year Gosh. and is constantly listening to our voices. It's I don't know. Wild. I don't know how he makes that work. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you, Diego. And he makes us all sound great every week. It's just like, and and our guests and all that, you know, I, I so thankful for listening to us and also making it sound amazing. And I mean, we've had lots of help from lots of people, including all of the people who have run workshops with us, all of the people who have supported us. All, all I mean, all of the people who are our members. That's yeah. obviously. Uh, and I don't know if we got to talk about it about this, but we were on a couple Spotify wrapped for top pots of the year, which. I have to say, it was a very proud moment to see that. I know Juan Villanueva was one of those. There's a few others, but thanks for you know tuning in always. And one last tiny shout out that I, I have been meaning to shout out all year and keep forgetting, freaking Pablo Lara H on Twitter. Yes. Uh, does a better job at sharing our newsletter every week on Twitter than we do. And we're constantly just retweeting him because he does a really good job. <laughs> Grateful for your for your contributions, my friend. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. I got no more brains. I don't know. Anybody I else? I got no more just, brains. We love you. And we're excited to come back next year and talk to you more. See you all in the new year, friends. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do.